Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Put on your seatbelt, because we're, I'm going to fly through today's message. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to literally fly today. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've got a regular length sermon and, a, and an abbreviated message time frame, so I hope you're okay if we just stay here till evening time. We'll just have dinner here. <laughs> Some of you just got this look of fear on your face. We're going to stay here to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we have hot dogs or something around here. <laughs> Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. So we're going to start. We're going to go, as we always do, we're going to go on a journey through Scripture today. I'm going to take a look at the fruit of faith. We've been in our overflow series today, or this past couple of weeks, we've been studying overflow a couple of weeks ago, we took a look at the blessing of the Lord on our finances. Proverbs 3, honor the Lord with your wealth and all the blessings of the Lord that come when we honor the Lord with our finances. Last week, we took a look at our happy God. Yes. Our happy God. He's a happy God. Yes. I said he's a happy God. Yes. I said he's happy. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it good to know? I said it last week. I'll say it again. Man, it's good to know that God is not angry in heaven ready to strike me dead. I'm under the blessing, the happiness of the Lord. He's joyful. Thank you, Jesus. I want to enjoy the happiness of the Lord because he's perfectly, infinitely, eternally, unchangeably happy. I can be happy in God. This week, we're going to take a look at the fruit of faith. I want to take a look at the fruit of faith. When you sow faith, what's the fruit? And that fruit is what we live on. It's how we're sustained. Romans chapter 1 Verse 17 says this, for in it, everybody say the gospel. gospel. For in it, the gospel. He's talking about the gospel. Verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Verse 17, for in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the what the just shall live by faith. Faith. In other words, by faith, what, what the proper translation in, is there, the just shall live by faith, is by faith in me they shall live. By our faith being rooted in Christ, we live. That live, the word live is the Zoe life. It's the full animated fullness of life, the God kind of life. We want to have the full life, the God life. Amen. This fruit of faith, when you begin to live a faith that is out of faith and by faith that we live. The faith of God in us produces faith to live. It produces fruit. When you go out to a, a tree, you, you get an apple off the apple tree, and inside that apple are what? There's orange seeds. What kind of seeds are in that apple? There's apple seeds. Faith produces faith seeds. You plant your faith seed and you get more faith fruit. 
Are y'all following me? You plant the faith seed, you get faith fruit. Let's just, the, the size of a mustard seed doesn't even have to be a big seed. It doesn't even have to have a, 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 a big, big, uh, you know, whatever big seeds are. I'm not, a, I'm not a farmer, so I don't know what big seeds are. You know, a redwood tree, I don't know. You don't need one of those big seeds. You just need a mustard seed. You just need a small seed. But you plant it in the ground and you get fruit of faith. And we begin to feast on, we eat of the fruit of our faith. We begin to feast on and are nourished by the just shall live by faith. We take in faith, out of faith, and by faith we are sustained. Does that make sense? Do you understand, do you understand that this morning? So faith comes by what? Hearing the word of the Lord. The seed of the gospel is planted on the inside of us and it produces faith. Okay? The seed of the gospel, some of you are still catching up. The seed of the gospel is planted on the inside of us and it produces faith. It is by grace through faith that you are what? Saved. So it's the very foundation of our salvation. The gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ is planted on the inside of us and it produces faith. It is the grace of God that has that has implanted that seed of faith on the inside of us, and the harvest that comes is the fruit of redemption. And so I want to take a look at the fruit that is produced by faith, and it's this fruit that nourishes us. If you want a healthy spiritual life, you need to feast on these fruits that we're going to talk about today. There's five of them we're going to talk about. If you want a healthy spiritual life, you need to feast faithfully on these fruits. And the first one I want to take a look at today is the, the eternal, the eternally, eternally. We talked about this in the men's breakfast. By the way, we have men's breakfast every second Saturday of the month. You should come join us. We have a great time. We, we kind of highlighted some of these at the men's breakfast. Eternally, we are secure in Christ's hands. And Romans 8, 37 through 39 says that nothing can separate me says, no, in all these things, we are what? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, angels or rulers, things present, things to come, powers, height, depth, anything else in all of creation will be able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I am secure in the hand of Christ. Nothing can separate me from his love. Today, nothing can separate you from this eternal, infinite love of Christ that's been pursuing you. Somebody's happy about it. Amen. Hallelujah. It has been pursuing you since before the creation of the world itself. Before you were ever formed in your mama's belly, God knew you. Before the creation of the world existed, God knew you. And his love was towards you. Hallelujah. In Matthew, I'm sorry, in John chapter 10. Verse 27 through 29, Jesus echoed this. He said, my sheep, what, hear my voice, and I know them. You know, God doesn't get confused. This isn't a voter registration line. God doesn't get confused on your identity or try to confuse you with someone else. This, he knows you. He knows you by name. The Bible says he's inscribed you on the palm of his hand. 
You're not going down to the welfare office and hoping that they might know you and might have a record of you, might have your social security number, might be able to help you. No, God knows you. He knows you intimately. He knows you personally. He knows every detail of your life and His love is for you. You are secure in His love today. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they what? They follow me. This is a great, how do you know if you're born again? Who are you following? If you're uncertain in your salvation today, who are you following? My sheep know my voice and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one, everybody say no one. No No one will snatch them out of my hand. No one. You know, this, this, is, this ought to assure you today. Well, I might, you know, sometimes as new believers, or, and even believers that have been believers for a long time, am I, am I, do I really have it? Am I really born again? Is this really? No one. No one. No one can snatch you out of the hand of God. You are His. You've been purchased with a price. You have been purchased with a price. He is able to sustain you and to keep you and to protect you and to guide you. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Faith. Faith produces security. Faith produces security. It produces assurance. It produces a confidence that we are His, that we are bought, that we are secure in Christ. Our salvation is not in question. My salvation is not in question. Christ signed the contract of my redemption in blood. It is is the most stable contract you could ever enter into. He's not, Jesus is not going to back out of his deal. Isn't that good to know? Jesus is not going to back out on you. 1 Peter 6-9 through says this, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the, testing, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious, tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, that is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is faith, faith. Right here, verse 8. Faith produces security. It produces assurance. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you have not seen Him, though you cannot tangibly see Jesus walking these aisles today, He was here before you ever got here. Though you cannot see the Holy Spirit moving in this place today, He is here, and He was here before you ever got here. He knew exactly where you were going to sit. He knew every issue that He was going to deal with today. He knew every word that you needed to hear. He knew every promise, and He's made arrangements today for you to encounter Him. Faith gives you an assurance, it gives you a certainty, a security of the Word of God and His promises for your life. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him. And what? You what? You what? You rejoice. You rejoice with with sadness. That, that word rejoice means to dance and to spin about wildly. Now, we've had great worship this morning, but I've not seen anybody dancing and spinning about wildly this morning. <laughs> so, some of you just got a reality check. What? 
The Bible gives you permission to dance and spin about wildly with joy. With joy. It gives you permission to dance and to spin about. Rejoice with joy. Some of you say, well, I'll, do, I'll, I'll go home and do that in my prayer closet. You're not going to do that in your prayer closet. You're going to get clothes all over you. You're not going to do that in your closet. Rejoice with joy. That is inexpressible. Now this is quite the joy. This is quite the joy that faith will produce in you. It is inexpressible. Have you ever been filled with such joy that you just couldn't laugh enough? You couldn't rejoice enough? You couldn't dance enough? You couldn't, you couldn't rejoice in the Lord enough that you were overwhelmed, inexpressible, and filled with glory. This is a, maybe, maybe today your, your faith, you've been sowing seeds of faith and your sowing seeds of faith has gotten you this far. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to look too foolish. I don't want to get too radical. They might think something of me. I you know. I'm just gonna. And then we get we we keep feasting on the fruit of faith, and we we kind of right. Keep feasting. Keep eating. Keep eating of the joy of your salvation. Keep delighting yourself in, in this reality of Christ. Keep delighting, keep feasting, and all of a sudden, you'll find yourself just getting, woo, I'm happy, full of glory. <laughs> it's okay. I promise it'll be okay if you get a little happy. We, we, are, we are not turned off by your, by your joy. <laughs> Matter of fact, I love it when you get joyful. <laughs> it means you give more. <laughs> God loves a cheerful giver, does he not? <laughs> it means that you aren't stubborn. You're happy. You don't want who have you ever seen someone who is just full of joy be stubborn? They just okay. Whatever you want to do, yeah, whatever I'll go. Ah, woo! Glory. Whatever, God. Yeah, convict me, Jesus. I love it. <laughs> Turn up the fire, Lord. Yes. Woo! So be happy. You might find yourself getting changed in the process. <laughs> Internally, we have external security with the Lord. We have internal peace with God. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, we have peace with God because we've been justified by faith. In Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, will guard. It's safety. It's a safety net. It's a, there's, a, there's a guard placed over you with God's peace. God's peace is protection. You ever been asked the question or maybe you were trying to figure out the direction of the Lord for your life and someone said to you, well, do you have peace about it? It's a guard. It's a safety net for your life. Do you have the peace of God in that situation? Are you living in the peace of the Lord? If you are at strife, if your life is constantly in strife, are you feasting on the fruit of faith called peace with God? Feasting on the fruit. 
feasting on the fruit of faith, saying, why do I have peace? Because I've been justified, not by works of righteousness, but by faith, by faith, by his righteousness, I have peace with God. I can have joy. Proverbs 10, 28 says that the hope of the righteous brings, the hope of the righteous brings joy. Joy. I can have internal joy. I can have peace. I can have joy. I can have peace with God. I can have joy in my salvation. Proverbs 16, 11 says, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness of joy. In his presence is joy. Externally, I am secure in his hand. Internally, I have peace. I have joy. And legally, the fruit of faith. Legally, I have been justified. Legally, I have been justified. Titus 3.7 says, So that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs to the hope of eternal life. So I can feast on this fruit of justification. That I was guilty. I was absolutely guilty in my sin. But God, and who is rich in mercy, but God, who is rich in mercy, declared me justified. Yes. You're guilty, but forgiven. You're guilty, but the consequence is removed. You're guilty, but the wrath of judgment has been placed on my son. Oh yeah, you deserve the wrath of God. Oh yeah, you deserve the anger of God. Oh, you absolutely deserve the full fury and wrath of God for your sin. But God said, I will place that wrath on my son. I will place my anger, my judgment on my son. And instead of judgment, instead of wrath, I'll give you peace. Instead of wrath, instead of judgment, I'll give you joy. Hey, that sounds good to me. I deserve to die. I deserve punishment. I deserve the consequence of my sin but God said I'll instead give you joy and I'll give you peace I'll justify you hallelujah so if God has given you joy and peace why walk in condemnation why walk in guilt why walk with a guilty conscience? The same God who redeems you is able to cleanse your conscience clean. There is now no, 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 no condemnation for those. No, I say no. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, pastor, does that mean that I can live how I want? Absolutely not. When you've been justified, when you're feasting on the fruit of faith, you don't want to taste of the world's fruit. Yeah. You've tasted of the real. Why go eat something that's sour, that won't satisfy, when you can taste of the sweet delicacies of the temple of God? Why would you go out and waste your time on fruit that's not going to satisfy, when you can pick the pomegranate of His righteousness and begin to taste of its sweetness? Why, when you, why would you go out and waste your time on fruits that are, that are broken, that won't satisfy when you can pick the grape of the new wine of the Holy Ghost and begin to feast liberally on the fruits of faith. Yeah. Does anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? You've been justified. 
been justified divinely. We've been imputed righteousness. We have imputed righteousness from God. Righteousness that has been placed upon us from, from God. It's Christ's righteousness in us. It is not our own righteousness, for our righteousness is of filthy rags. It's not infused righteousness that's progressive, that if you do enough good works, you'll obtain the righteousness. No, it's righteousness that is placed upon us by Christ himself. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In who? In Christ we might become the righteousness of God. Romans 3.22 says, The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. We receive righteousness from God. You can't earn it. You can't do enough good things to get the righteousness of God. It is righteousness that is placed upon you. This is the fruit of salvation, the fruit of redemption, the fruit of faith, that your life begins to look like Christ. You begin to talk like Christ. You begin to think like Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You begin to walk like Christ. You begin to minister like Christ. Right? Anybody out there? Your life is transformed. The process of sanctification, being transformed into the image of Christ. It's this righteousness that God places upon us. We, we are guilty. We are full of sin. We are full of depravity. Everything in your heart is full of evil and vile and disgusting, wretched sin. But God looks upon you through the eyes of love through Christ and his sacrifice and says, you might be filthy, you might be wretched, you might be broken, but I will display my glory in your life by placing my right. I will call you the weak thing, the foolish thing out of this world, and I will place upon you my righteousness, my goodness, my faithfulness, my, my long-suffering, my righteousness, my peace, my joy. I'll put that on you and change you. And change you and transform you. And this is good news. If you're, if you're addicted to drugs today, God can break the chains of those drugs in your life. You, you can go do every, every step of 12 step, this step, and the other step. And thank God for all the steps. But it's going to mean nothing if you don't have the righteousness of Christ imputed into your life. You're going to keep going back. Eventually, you're going to go back. But when the righteousness of Christ comes, it changes everything. You can, you can go to the best counselors around and deal with your depression. But if you don't have the righteousness of Christ, if you don't make that great exchange, if you don't, if you don't have the righteousness of Christ in your life, if you don't start appropriating the righteousness of God in your life and the word of God in your life, you're going to go back down the path of depression again. Thank God that God uses counselors. He uses all these different things. But at some point, we've got to say, God, I yield, I surrender. Change me on my inner man. Change me in my, in my inner man. I want the nature of Christ in me. Give me something more than just good words on a page. Give me something more than just a, a program. 
Give me something more than another relationship. Give me something more than another fix. Give me something more than another success. Give me something more than, than just something in this natural life. I need the righteousness of Christ placed upon me. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Imputed righteousness. We've become heirs with Christ. Everybody say adoption. You've been adopted in. We've become heirs. You've been adopted. You've been brought in. You were, you were uh, the child of the devil. You stunk. You were full of lies. You were, you were full of evil. But you were adopted. Romans 8.15 For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. I, I want to say that again. You have not received... The spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. He's speaking to the believers. You're not to go back into fear, to be taken captive, to be bound up and controlled by fear. But you have received, what's the opposite of that? You've received the spirit of adoption. I want you, this is a powerful statement. You have not been given a spirit of fear, the spirit of slavery, but you have been given the spirit of sonship and daughtership. You are a son and a daughter. You are a joint heir with Christ. That means everything that Christ has is available to you. Everything in Christ is available, is accessible to you as a joint heir, as a son or a daughter. Zoe has, Zoe Jonathan have everything that we have. It's theirs. They have a car, they have a home, they have cars, they have home, they have money, they, all the all, insurance, everything that we have, they have. They are young and they don't understand how to use it. But it is available. It reminds me of what Paul said, I would have taught you as mature, but I could only share with you spiritual milk. You couldn't go any deeper. You couldn't handle the meat because you weren't mature enough. You as a heir, as a joint heir, as a son or a daughter, have accessibility to all that is in Christ. But have you matured in that fruit and understand how to appropriate all that's available to you. Someday, Jonathan, not Zoe, just Jonathan, my precious baby's not going to do this, but Jonathan, he can. We're going to drive the car. <laughs> Zoe will never touch that thing. She wants to. But she's, she's daddy's little girl. She can't do that. Jonathan, he'll be able to. My wife's giving me odd looks from the front row. That is a, it someday will be a blessing for them. Someday it will be a blessing for them. But if I were to turn Jonathan loose in the car today... He wouldn't, one, he wouldn't get very far, and two, it would injure him. Yes. He's not mature enough to handle the blessing. Sometimes 
the things that are accessible to you only come through maturity. Let me, let me just pause here for a moment. James, sometimes the things of the Lord are only available to you as you mature. In James chapter 1, verse 2, love this. James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. We've talked about this. Yeah, if you haven't heard my message on this, go back in the podcast. <laughs> this is where this is three and four is where, where, I, where I really want to zero in on this. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Everybody say mature. mature. Perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Being mature. How does maturity come? You got to go through the test and the trials. You got to go through the pressing. You got to go through the discipline. And you begin to mature. A sign of maturity is when you're able to go through that testing, that trial, and you go through it with joy. Not complaining. Joy. Command yourself to be in a place of joy, not complaining. Be thankful in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Joy. <laughs> Sign of maturity. The blessing of the Lord is available to those who are mature, who understand how to access it. You're a joint heir. You're a son. You're a daughter. You have the accessibility to all that is in Christ, a fruit of faith. Externally, externally, we have internal peace with God. Legally, we've been justified. Divinely, we've been given righteousness. Externally, let's talk about this, this fruit of power. Internally, the work on the inside of us is the power of God that affects our external environments. Inside of you right now is resident the Holy Ghost. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're a temple. Everybody, I'm a temple. You're a temple. The Holy Spirit's living there. There's power on the inside of you. And that power can increase. That power can increase. I said that power can increase. And that power affects the world around you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you to what? Sit on the front row of the church and sour? No. No. You shall be witnesses. There's power on the inside of you to affect the environment around you. You do not live according to the natural law. There, is, there are two laws in effect right now. There's the law of sin and death in this earth. But we are ambassadors of Christ. We have been sent from another kingdom. We live according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That law breaks the law of sin and death. It's kind of like if you go out and you jump off the top of this building, what's going to happen? Gravity is going to kick in. 
and I'm going to be calling 911 and our insurance company. I might pray for you for wisdom if you survive. <laughs> and you'll never do that again. Gravity kicks in. But what happens if you go down to Akron Canton Airport, you get in an airplane, you start going about three or 400 miles an hour, the law of lift sets in. All of a sudden, you're now breaking the law of gravity. I love to fly. I love fly. I love the takeoff. I love sometimes the landing. But, but what I really love is getting up in the clouds and looking out the window and seeing creation. When you begin to live according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, you have now superseded. You're living a law that's above the law of sin and death. You no longer have to live depressed. You no longer have to live discouraged. You no longer have to live bound to sin. You no longer have to live in, in, in fear. You have the spirit of adoption. You, you have all that's been made available to you in Christ. All of those things are accessible according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Which law are you living according to? There's a power at work on the inside of you. I said there's a power at work on the inside of you that will affect the natural world around you. You can lay hands on the sick and see them healed. You can cast out devils. Freely you've received, freely give. Operating according to the power of God that's at work. You're a witness. You've been given power to be a witness. Biblical power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. You've been given the biblical power. This is not just a, a, a power. It's not just a tool. It's not just a resource. The scripture, the word of God, is the power of God yeah. to salvation. Yeah. It's not just a tool. It is the power of God. You've been given Holy Spirit power, Acts 1.8. You shall receive power. You've been given authority as an ambassador. Not only do you have power, but there's authority in that power. That you're an ambassador of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.20. With the message of reconciliation. You have been given power to good works, Ephesians 2.10. Acts 10.38. God anointed Jesus who went about what? Doing good. Anointed. He healed them. He cast out devils. He had an anointing, a power for doing good works. What does this look like? What does all this mean? Feasting on the fruit of faith. What does it mean in the life of the believer? There's a word that I like to use. I'll, I'll try to wrap this up quickly. But there's a word that, that we like to use. It's called vivify. Everybody say vivify. You need to learn this. Vivify. When you eat on the fruit of faith, it vivifies you. It means to endow with life. It means to enliven, to animate, to renew, to refresh, to be rejuvenated. When you eat of the fruit of faith, out of faith, by faith, it rejuvenates you. It vivifies you. Martin Luther said, the Bible is alive. It speaks to me. It has feet. It runs after me. It has hands. It lays hold of me. It is alive. It's active. The power of God. When you begin to eat of the fruit of faith, it's active. What does this mean in the life of the believer for you and I? It means that it is essential for us to develop in faith that the fruit of faith might continue to mature in us. It is essential. You don't just pray a prayer and Christianity's over. This is an everyday walk. We know that every day, walking by faith, the just shall live by faith. 
every day. When you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. When your spirit man is feeling bold and tenacious and when your flesh, your carnal nature is screaming and crying because it's in the press. By faith. Romans 10, 14 says, How then will they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they've not heard? How does this happen? Faith in the message of Christ. Faith in the message of Christ. John 15, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you. Abiding in Christ. He's the, he is the vine. We are the branches. A branch cannot bear fruit. If you want fruit of faith, it cannot be born in your life unless you abide. We are to hear. We are to abide. We are to trust. We are to hear the word of the Lord. And faith is stirred on the inside of us. We are to abide. And we are to trust. Discontentment with the body of Christ is often the first fruit of an unhealthy relationship with Christ. Finding holes, picking holes in the body. I don't like this. I don't like that. This person said this. The church said that. This, that, the other thing. Discontentment is always the first fruit of an unhealthy relationship with Christ. When you are in love with Him, when you're walking with Him, I don't care how bad the church really is, when you're walking with Christ, you can't tell me, Pastor, I love you, but your wife's horrible. (laughs) We are one. That doesn't get you very far. Jesus, I love you, but your church has got to go. It's not how that works. Begin to appropriate the word of God in your life. Begin to pray the word. Begin to pray the scripture and declare it over your life. He is my joy. He is my peace. You are an ever-present help in time of trouble. Begin to declare that word over your life. When you're in the press, Lord, I am in press. I am in trouble. I am in the fire, but you are my help. Romans 8, 26 says that you, Holy Ghost, are my helper, praying with me, praying in the Spirit. You're my soon anti-lambanamite. You're my helper that's going to wrestle with me till I get through this time of testing and trial. Lord, I thank you. Lord, right now, in spite of this trouble and tribulation that you have seen fit to allow me to go through, that you are confident and able to guide me through this. I'm going to come out on the other side of this being more mature, being more perfected, looking more like Christ. I'm talking about praying. That's what it looks like. Praying and declaring the word of God over your life. Don't sit idly by and let life run you over and the devil steal all that God paid for. He's defeat. Why would you let him have it? You foolish thing. Why would you let why would you let your blessing run out the back door? Stand up. Get some intestinal Holy Ghost fortitude. You've got power resident on the inside of you. You've been justified. You're a joint heir. You're no longer operating. I'm not talking about arrogance. When you, when you stand under God's mighty hand, He will exalt you. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about a boldness and a surety of God's word and His promise for your life. Feast on the fruit of faith. You will not, devil, you will not mess with my family. 
My household shall be saved. We will not be in discontent. We will not be in strife. Peace shall reign over our home. The law of the Lord is established in our house. You, you've got to take authority. You're an ambassador. You've been given power. Feast on the fruit. Increase in the faith of God in your life. Feasting on the fruit of faith, it vivifies our position with God. We understand that we have been given every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1.3. Feasting on the fruit of faith vivifies, it enlivens our position with God. We understand where we are with Christ. We've been made the righteousness of, of Christ. We've been made. Not that I deserved it, but I've been made. Every spiritual blessing has been made available to me. Feasting on the fruit of faith vivifies our identity as a believer. Who I am in Christ. Not just where I stand with God, but who I am in Christ. Who I am. My identity. My identity is not in what I do or how many times I attend church or how many scripture verses I read during the week. My identity is in Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. Feasting on the fruit of faith, lastly, vivifies our position in earthly affairs. When we understand who we are by faith, we understand how to conduct ourselves in this life. When we understand who we are by faith, we understand how to conduct our lives in this earth. I don't operate according to worldly, earthly principles. I honor, I pray for, I obey, but I don't operate according to those worldly principles. Anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? When sickness comes in, it's under the law of sin and death. Whether I get divinely healed in this life or I don't, I don't operate according to the, well, woe is me, I've got sickness how are you doing today? Oh, have you ever talked to one of those people? Oh, you know, it's just so rough. I'm so sick. How are you doing today? Oh, my job this and my, I'm so miserable. My boss, I can't believe. I don't operate according to the worldly principles. I, I'm, I must be preaching to somebody. It's getting quiet. It's getting quiet in here this morning. Well, my family, you know, every time, my family is just broken. It's just hurt, you know. That's not how we operate. That's how the worldly man operates. As a believer, I look at that situation and say, the word of the Lord says. Yeah, things might not be going really well right now with my family, but I'm believing God says. I'm convinced. I'm persuaded. I have a Holy Ghost tenacity on the Why? Because I've been feasting on the fruit of faith. I've not been feasting on, on depression, fear, anxiety. I've not been at home having a pity party all day. You know, that's, that's really what, that's the worldly way of operating. Well, things are just tough. Let's sit on the couch and eat bonbons and drink coffee and watch, you know, soap operas until your mind is exploding. That's not, that's not our response as believers. Where's the word of God? Let me get the word of God. Let me, let, me, let me surround myself. Let me call somebody who's going to build me up in my faith. 
let me get to church. Let me pray. Let me turn on my worship. Let me, let me turn off all the other faucets. Let me get alone with the Lord. Yeah, that situation's happening. What does God say about this situation? What does the word of the Lord say about this situation? What is, what is God? God, what are you saying about this? God, what are you saying about my family? Amen. Eating of the fruit of faith vivifies. It enlivens how we're to conduct ourselves in this life. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.